0: My name's Hannah Field. I'm a partner within the family team at Russell Cook. I uh, want to introduce you to some podcasts that we're undertaking called Working as a Team, where I'll be talking to divorce consultant Rhiannon Ford about the type of cases where we work together, the work that she undertakes, and how having a divorce consultant on board can often help with the case and the management of it. I hope you enjoy the podcasts. Hi Rhiannon, I'm going to speak to you today on this podcast a little bit about what you do. You and I have worked together lots of times in the past, but thought it'd be helpful for other people and particularly potential clients to understand how we work together and how you help support my clients going through this process. So first question for you is, you're a divorce consultant, can you explain what that means and what you do?
1: Um, Yes. So I created my business model from scratch, actually. So um, I worked previously as a family law solicitor, but left private practice. And what I do is provide support and guidance for people at all the different stages of the divorce and separation process. So the work that I do sort of complements that of what the solicitor provides. So I don't provide formal legal advice, that's for the lawyers. But what I want to make sure is people have the right help, guidance, good understanding of what to expect about process, how to get ready. So I can provide lots of different help at all the different stages to make sure people feel, I suppose, as calm and comfortable as they can at what can be a really stressful time in their lives.
0: Yeah. And you said just then that you were previously a family solicitor. What made you change from being a family solicitor to doing what you do now?
1: Oh, gosh. So it was actually a very personal reason. So my parents got divorced when I was practicing as a solicitor. So I was in my late 20s. And I really saw firsthand at that point, how much more help and support my mum in particular needed. So I was able to set her up with a with a solicitor so she had the legal uh, representation and legal advice but it wasn't just legal advice that she needed there was so much going on for her there was practical help she needed emotional support and just sort of more guidance on understanding what to expect how to get ready and how best to work with her solicitor actually so I sort of provided that help quite naturally because so obviously she's my mum and I wanted her to be okay. And then it sort of became really clear to me that actually there must be lots of other people who could benefit from the same type of help. So that's where sort of the idea came from and it sort of grew from there really.
0: Yeah because it's funny one of the things we say often when we see clients is we we can't provide you with that additional support but it's good to have somewhere that we can signpost them to that, that can provide that additional support. So I, I can see how it was a natural progression, as it were. The other question I had for you is you trained as a personal development coach before setting up your business. And how does that training aid you in the work that you now provide to clients or the support you provide to clients, sorry?
1: Yeah, so I found actually um, training to be a, Um, a personal development coach really helpful. So I was a lawyer and I knew the legal process and I knew I could provide sort of value with sort of how to explain things and and making sure people understood what to expect, how to find a solicitor. But what the coaching trainings provided is sort of a toolbox of additional valuable skills to help me communicate effectively with my clients. So helping to know the right questions to ask and to help them sort of gain sort of clarity in how they think and how they feel. And the coaching sort of sat quite comfortably as well with my legal background, because it's very solution focused. So it's sort of, where are you now? Where do you need to get to? And then making sure the client feels supported um, along the way. So it's, it's a very different approach coaching to say counseling. And so it fitted more comfortably with sort of my personality and, and background to do sort of the coaching side of things rather than think about doing a, um, some sort of therapy training.
0: Yeah okay and unlike say my job as a lawyer where I get to the end of the process we've done the divorce or the separation or whatever we've dealt with and we've finished the um dealing with how we're going to say deal with finances or how the children are going to spend time with their parents that my job then ends at that point but you'll you tend to continue your work with clients beyond just beyond my job of like right end and it's finished how do you support them after my roles come to an end and your role continues what do you kind of do to support them in that sense
1: Sure. So this was one of the things that I really wanted to put in place when I first launched my consultancy practice, because I remembered that when I was in private practice as a solicitor, exactly as you've described, your role comes to an end, you you send the client, you know, the final bill and their decree absolute certificate and the sealed consent order, and then they're sort of left to their own devices. Um, And I was very conscious that, you know, I just remembered that you, you can build up quite a strong relationship with the client and to suddenly then leave them left to their own devices as it were used to Mm. sort of sit quite uncomfortably for me because it was it was a really sort of challenging time for them the legal process had finished but it was sort of a, a now what happens sort of scenario yeah so what I make sure I do if I've worked with people through the process the legal process anyway I always make sure I have a meeting with my client within a week of the final court order coming through and that's I feel that's sort of quite important because normally clients quite naturally are are absolutely shattered you know they've Mm -hmm. been running on this adrenaline through the legal process they've been dealing with lawyers and important decisions and 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 that sort of thing Um, and it's very easy I think for them to feel that it's now all over and you know they don't have to deal with anything but of course there is actually quite a lot of practical things for example that need to be dealt with so sort of post-divorce or post-legal process I sort of help in two ways one is on a practical basis so I make sure I go through the court the financial court order with the client and we create a bit of a timetable of what needs to be done and when and I can provide sort of quite hands-on practical help so I have viewed properties with clients who've moved house and that sort of thing which is you know quite positive for them to be moving on with their life. So yeah. there's the practical side of things, but then there's also they're going through this sort of emotional transitional period of they're probably only now having the time and capacity to process the end of their marriage.
0: Yeah. And
1: they probably haven't had time to do that through the legal process and that can hit people quite hard. So I want to make sure that there's some continuity for clients. So even though the lawyer's role has finished, I still want to be there as a constant for them to provide ongoing support. So somebody who totally gets what they've been through from a personal perspective, from doing my coaching with them, but also from the legal perspective of what was expected of them. And so it's very client led after their divorce. So, you know, they don't necessarily have to work with me for a particular period of time, but they, they sort of wean themselves off me, if that makes sense. You know, when they're ready, they will quite comfortably, hopefully say, I, you know, I, I think I've got all the help I need, but I think it's really important because you can feel very alone, I think when you go through divorce. So having the right team in place at all the different stages it's not just the legal process where people are going to need help it's you know it's afterwards as well and moving forward with their new life.
0: I think that's really key because I think you're right that there's often I know when I send out like the decree absolute or the final consent order it's this, you know this is it and I often say to them I think you might feel a mix of emotions but they don't I'm not there to support them in a therapeutic manner or in any way that like not, not that you do therapeutic work but in the sense of you are there as supporting them through the next chapter for them and what that means and it is difficult sometimes I agree with you that you just sort of send them on their way and off they go into the sunsets, as it were never to know what actually happened so I think it's great that you can provide that additional support when our job ends yours continues beyond that so I think that's you know a really good thing for clients to have that additional support what do you love most about doing your divorce consultancy work what's
1: one of your love I guess is a strong word but what do
0: you enjoy most about
1: it it sounds a bit sort of woo-woo I suppose but I I really enjoy making a positive difference to people Mm -hmm. going through a difficult time The majority of my clients come to me at at the very early stages. So they might be thinking about separating or they may have decided to separate or the decision has been made for them by Mm -hmm. their spouse. And they will often be feeling quite confused and probably a little bit overwhelmed about what Mm -hmm. happens, what to think about. And so what I really enjoy is the first meeting, where they might come in and their shoulders are up by their ears with their sort of tension, or they've got a little bit of a worried expression on their face, or a long list of questions for to chat through with me. But by the end of the meeting, hopefully they've got some clarity, they've created this you know, safe space to talk to somebody confidentially and those shoulders start to drop and, and seeing people sort of feel better about their situation. I mean, I'm not suggesting I can wave a magic wand or I have some magic formula, but it's, it's making sure people feel that they've, they've got that go-to person. I think that's what I really enjoy is feeling that I'm there and making a positive difference.
0: Yeah. And on the flip side of that, is there anything that's particularly challenging about the role that you do in terms of not that you don't like, but I guess challenging is the best way of putting it what's more tricky maybe for you?
1: I think my general personality is that I'm a fix it person. So I like to fix things and I want to help. And obviously that's not necessarily possible or appropriate. And I I think probably I get sometimes too attached to clients. So I really want to sort of come in, you know, with my hero cape and see if I can sort of fix the whole thing. And that's totally unrealistic. It's got to be them that makes things happen for themselves, but I'm there just to support them. So that's just from my personality, really. I need to be a little bit careful. I don't get too emotionally involved. <laughs> Although my clients seem to love it, obviously.
0: <laughs> obviously, yeah. And during the pandemic, we all had a bit of a shake up to the way that we worked and, Often we're dealing with really personal things that's quite difficult sometimes to be dealing with over the phone or not really meeting people face to face. Did you feel or have you found that your working style has been affected at all by the pandemic and the service that you now offer? Is it changed at all or is it much the same or no, no different?
1: I think I was quite fortunate compared with, say, a lot of solicitors where you're used to working in an office. So I was already working at home. And I already had quite a few clients in different parts of the country, and some abroad. So I was sort of more used to using video, although it was Skype and FaceTime in those days. And now we're all living on Zoom. So I think the the working style wasn't as much of a change. But exactly, I totally agree with what you're saying. Dealing with very personal issues. So the majority of clients come to me at the very beginning stages, so they might still be with their spouse or partner. And obviously, during lockdown, when You know, Boris Johnson said we're only allowed an hour outside our own house. That was really difficult to have a confidential conversation and provide help and support to clients who were in the same physical space as Mm -hmm. their spouse. We had to get quite inventive, actually. So, a couple of things. So, uh, some clients would sort of ring me when they were on their hour exercise. So, they'd be on their walk and they'd have their Earpods in or I had one lady we did a call from her summer house and another lady from her shed so it was just trying to be a little bit inventive to make sure people could get that help and support and also at the beginning of the pandemic I decided to launch a new service which is a phone clinic so on a Friday and I've actually continued it post lockdown because actually it's working quite well for people So, um, yeah, so every Friday I have a phone clinic where new clients can book in for a one-off 30 minute call with me Mm -hmm. where they can, I'm there for 30 minutes. So they can come with a list of questions in front of them. And I thought 30 minutes is probably enough time for us to, to be able to talk about some things in, in a good amount of detail without it being too awkward that they were away from their spouse or the children for more than half an hour. So that's worked quite well for people to make sure that even if it was when they were sitting in their car, when they just done the the Tesco shop, you know, wherever we could grab some time to make sure people didn't feel alone and stuck, because it was, you know, really intense. For a lot of people, it put a lot of strain on a lot of relationships, because I think we all struggled understandably with the changes to our lives during the pandemic. And so it really showed up where there were problems in a relationship. So it was really tough for a lot of people, I think.
0: Yeah, I think that's really true. Talking about how you grab time and a space to be able to talk to someone confidentially is is so true. We found that as well, actually, that we were talking to people on their hours exercise. They were like, can I have half an hour now? And then I'll have half an hour when I get another bit of time to, to get out or sitting in people's cars or all sorts of different places. So I think you're right that it's actually we've had to, in a way change but things like the phone service sound like a great idea to allow people an opportunity like a space to be able to fire off those questions that they probably have been holding inside for a very long time and Rhiannon it's been really useful talking to you about what you do and how we work together and uh look forward to speaking to you again hopefully soon about other ways in which we work together thank you thanks for
1: inviting me